Hello and welcome to the Lieberland Show, episode 80. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell, joined by, I believe, a repeat guest and a repeat guest for, for good reason here. I know if I haven't, if we haven't had him on the Lieberland Show, I know I had him on my other podcast. And you best believe I'm going to be repurposing this interview for Dream Chasers, which is my personal podcast. I guess on that note, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't checked out Dream Chasers before, you can go to dreamchasers ix.com that's dreamchasers-ix.com that's where i first got started with podcasting and then that eventually morphed into the legal right show so anyways we're back here now we have the ultimate I, I don't even know the best way to describe this guy the ultimate crypto entrepreneur the, the the one person that i know i always go to when i'm seeking guidance on how to live this life free and on my own terms especially from a crypto perspective Pavel Muptek is here with us, ladies and gentlemen. So, Pavel, how are you doing today? Hello. Um, I'm super fine uh, because of uh, to improve quality uh, of our show. I'm I'm going to switch up the video. That's right. So, yeah. thank I'm you. Really, and, and I'm yeah, really so fine. Pavel is gonna he's gonna do this interview with the uh, video off just because he's on the road right now. It's gonna increase the quality of the interview, as he just mentioned. So, sorry. Back to you, Pavel. What are you, what are you looking forward to in today's interview? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm just traveling to one important meeting of Libertarian Summer in Slovakia. I had a beautiful weekend. Uh, we have like a, a, a Liberty Con, one of students of students uh, of Liberty, one of one of the biggest um, freedom event in uh, Prague. I really enjoyed this event, and I'm just traveling to another event. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you you are you are also an author. I don't want to forget that. So let's get it out here early in the interview. Um, I know you've written a few books, articles. You're pretty active on Twitter. Um, what what would you say would be the one book or the one publication that you've done that you would recommend right now to our listeners to go check out? Okay, so my my recent publication it's called it's called uh, Global Opportunist. So basically, many people. Uh, if, few months ago or maybe one one year ago they started to hate me that i'm just global opportunist and i and i started to like this uh this name like a global opportunist because basically it means that i'm just trying to to use the best uh from every country uh for different parts of my life so um it's basically you, you could probably know this theory it's also called, called like a flag theory so you are trying to decentralize your life or this the decentralize multiple aspects of your uh, of your life different countries uh depending where it's the best it's the cheapest so uh that's exactly what i'm just doing now uh, i'm also helping people to do that uh so uh you can for each aspect of life you can choose the best country and i think probably everybody can appreciate it uh, just to increase his or her quality of life and save money. So that's why yeah. what I'm just doing now. I, I wrote like a multiple articles. I wrote like a presentation about this topic of global opportunism. So that's my hot, recent hot topic. In the best way, um, and we will we will mention this again later in the interview. But um, from what I've found, the best way to keep up with you in in your global opportunist ways is through your twitter is that correct yeah 
Twitter is one of my main communication tools. I'm quite active uh, regarding social networks, and and I also uh, I also write a lot of articles. But yeah, I'm quite active. I mean, like a four contributions every day, probably or five, depending. Yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. And I, I see here it's um, <clears throat> well, in my American accent, I will say it's Wilder Ko. W-I-L-D-E-R-K-O is your Twitter. Right? Yeah, yeah. Wilder K-O. Wilder K-O. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Wilder is my 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 nickname, but he, in here in Czechoslovakia, we just say Wilder, not not the English Wilder. So yeah. <laughs> it's my very old nickname. And you can you can find a lot of uh maybe useful things I I used to share. Often. Yeah. So I want to dive into the uh, to the global opportunities you're seeing right now in 2022 and beyond. But before that, could you also just briefly share your story with our listeners? I know um, from a citizenship perspective, you've done a few interesting things that most people from any country have have never done before. So kind of give us your, your story in a nutshell, and then we'll we'll get to the opportunities. Yeah, okay. So the thing is that... Uh... I started to decentralize my life probably seven years ago um, because I, in that time, or still, I, I travel a lot and I was also traveling a lot. And uh, one of the biggest problems in Slovakia, which is my country of my home, uh, my citizenship country, uh, like a few years ago, they approved really bad crypto legislation. Uh, crypto, bad reg- uh, crypto legislation means that all people who have tax residency in Slovakia, they have, they have to pay almost 40% uh, from their uh, crypto income, which is crazy, like half, wow. almost, almost half. So it's really it's really crazy. And not only that, that you have to pay like a crazy uh, huge taxes in Slovakia, but also, also uh, it was really difficult to do proper accounting of your crypto tran- transactions. So for example, in Slovakia, when you want to pay for coffee, uh, by Bitcoin, for example, it will cost two dollars or two euros. Uh, like uh, normally, you should just uh, find out for which price you bought uh, Bitcoins you you are going to use just now. Then you, you you need to find out what is the current price of Bitcoin. You have to uh, you have to compute uh, what was your profit during these two events and pay from this profit um, taxes and also healthcare and social insurance and, and we are just co- talking about like a two year two year coffee so so it's 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 crazy and uh, that was the reason so so for example now in Slovakia I mean all, all active crypto users are just breaking the law because it's not possible to be compliant like a, technically and legally it's not possible to be compliant with the the current um, current tax legislation so so I was looking for uh, some alternatives how like how to legalize myself and i found and i found that uh found that if i want to use crypto if i want to be like an active crypto user i just need i just need to leave the country and that's exactly what i want uh, what i did so i left slovakia i asked for permanent residency in panama later i asked for permanent residency in Paraguay. now i'm uh, i'm in the process of uh, asking for permanent residency in uruguay so basically i i found that there are any, many other countries there uh, is uh, more fair territorial taxation, which basically means you have to pay taxes 
only from your uh, from your local income, not foreign income, and uh, income from crypto is considered to be like a foreign income, basically. So and that so I moved to these countries just to uh, just to save money, basically, uh, and also because this country is beautiful and I speak Spanish. So yeah, uh, and I started and I started to uh, to use many other benefits of digital nom- nomadism. So, for example, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I was in Bangkok, uh, and I started to use like a medical tourism. So I so I revealed that there are many countries where you, for example, as U.S. citizen, can just uh, go and and use benefits of really really cheap and really good uh, healthcare systems. So so also this is like a another part of decentralization. So basically, you decentralize your uh, healthcare to some other countries. Um, I started to use like, for example, Paraguayan SIM card or mobile operator because it's the cheapest one and it works in almost all countries in the world. Uh, uh, then I, I decided the US, I found in the US the best um, uh, healthcare insurance provider. So basically during the last seven years, I significantly decentralize not only my life but life of maybe another 150 people uh, who were who were looking for more uh, both personal and economic freedom so now we are really becoming like a 150 people who who not only moved to uh, South America but we also moved almost completely to cryptocurrencies for example and we significantly decentralized uh, our life to many different countries and we became all of us we, be, we became like a global opportunist and i'm really happy about that and i and i so and i think that in the next year that in the following years it will it will be like a thousand and thousand new new people who just follow who, who will just follow us yeah I, I wow i didn't realize um the the rapid growth that you've seen and i know we've connected on this topic a few times and every time i get to talk to you i feel like i come away with something new and very valuable so um before i forget because i want to talk about paraguay and now it sounds like uruguay you've also tapped in there but you mentioned the the healthcare provider decentralizing your healthcare or something along those lines I guess from a global perspective and as someone who travels a lot internationally as well, um, what is that avenue you're talking about? Because I'm, I'm personally, I'm just interested. What is what revenue? So, the, revenue? so the, you're ta- no, the av- there's an avenue uh, for, for healthcare that you just referred to. Yeah. And as someone who also travels a lot, I, I, I'm really interested to, to learn um, about this healthcare provider and if it's better for anyone and myself tuned in to just follow up with you one-on-one <laughs> to yeah. get this guidance happy to do so but I'm so, so basically any option i describe is is cheaper or even significantly cheaper than just stay in the u.s for example or canada and and uh, like a pay for your uh for your medical expenses and i and i consider uh, uh, also like a flight and uh, like an accommodation and traveling expenses too so uh, so for example for most people i especially if it is like a more serious surgery or some medical operation for most people it's cheaper just to buy the flight ticket to bangkok or kuala lumpur like malaysia or thailand 
and 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 just come immediately and do what you want um, in the best hospital of Bangkok of Kuala Lumpur. So um, so I think that most people are not aware of this option of this possibility, and we should definitely spread this information that that they don't need they don't need to rely on their local provider like a like a medical uh, provider um, in in the country where they live because it's usually very slow or too expensive. So I strongly recommend this medical tourism basically for everyone who have or who who, who can have some potential like a uh, problems with uh, in uh, in, uh, in Thailand in Bangkok. Yep. Wow. Okay. So I visited like a two two three weeks ago. I personally visited hospital in Bangkok. So I have like a personal experiences. I did like a small surgery there. And and it was just a one day operation. I would ex uh, I expected that it would take like a like a weeks, and it was super fast. Uh, and I paid maybe three hundred dollars something like that um, for the medical surgery that uh, took one hour, uh, like a, a lot of like Thai medical doctors. So yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm super enthusiastic about about this possibility and. Everybody should use it. For example, in Slovakia or Czech Republic or Central Europe, Europe, if you have really bad medical healthcare, especially you have to wait, you have to wait like a month for like a some some. Yeah, uh, it's like that in it's like that in Canada too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, my friend um, who live in Canada, they told me uh, they told me the same that that uh, the the healthcare in Canada is for everybody. It's cheaper or almost for free. But you have to you have to wait a lot, and that's the problem. You in this country you don't you don't need to wait. You are just a customer, and they can they can they can um, uh, uh, handle you. They can they can provide you their services immediately. That's very good. Yeah, Thailand. Wow, there we go. I've I've heard of Malaysia. Yeah, oh, Malaysia, Malaysia as well. Yeah. I've heard of this option in. Um, like Mexico for some North Americans and uh, uh, maybe a few, I'm trying to think where else. Um, but uh, yeah, I've heard, you know, Mexican healthcare is also much more affordable. You can get in there and, and get things taken care of pretty quickly. But I guess you would know because you've definitely been to a lot of these different countries around the world. Would you compare it to what you've seen in Mexico? Yeah, I can compare it very well because two months ago, I visited a hospital in Mexico City, so I also had like a Mexico, uh, Mexican experiences, and <laughs> in Mexico, <laughs> so yeah, I was in Mexico two months ago in any hospital, and I can tell you that uh, in Mexico, there is like a like a socialism in the in this uh, healthcare system. So, uh, so to be sincere, it was not it was not bad, but for example, I wanted to pay by cash. And everybody in Mexico was uh, asking me for uh, like this healthcare insurance in Mexico, and I and I, I, I was trying to explain to them, guys, I just want to pay cash. I don't have any like Mexican healthcare insurance, and it was it was a problem. But for example, in uh, in a uh, country like Thailand, in Bangkok or Kuala Lumpur, nobody uh, nobody cares about any insurance. You just if you have a cash, you you pay immediately, pay cash, and you can go, and wow. that's super good. I like it. Wow, I, I, that's very helpful to know. And I think you're right. The As someone who's relatively well-traveled, especially in North and South America, I always hear about the Mexican option, but I haven't heard a story like what you just shared, which which does 
seemed to make sense. I could, I could see something like that happening. So uh, that's very, very fascinating and good to know about Bangkok. We, we got to just start sending you to all the hospitals around the world, man. You can test it all out. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like a good, I can compare it. And I think definitely it's better in, uh, in Bangkok or Kuala Lumpur. Or maybe I would, I would add another option that is Taiwan. So also okay. like, a, like a healthcare system is really good in, in, in Taiwan, uh, uh, quite cheap and, and fast. So, or Singapore, you know, but it's in Singapore is a bit more expensive, but still like a, it's very good. Right, right. And I think based on everything that just happened around the world recently, I, I don't know what the pro I heard Singapore is pretty strict getting in and out of that country right now. I could be wrong. I, I would assume Taiwan would be similar to being kind of a piece of China. So I could, I could be wrong though. Um, but yeah, so. Paraguay, I know you've said a lot of good things about to me in the past. Um, some good friends of mine live in Uruguay, and I'm sure you know them. Um, they're very well-known freedom lovers. <laughs> and then uh, you mentioned to me one time the country of Georgia to be a compelling place to, I think you said to bank. I don't know if you said to visit or live there as well. I guess, could you talk about all three of those countries a little bit? Yeah, Georgia is a pretty nice country because it's probably the only country in the world where you can stay just uh, on your tourist uh, touristic visa one year, like a 12 months. Wow. So just to stay in the country, uh, you don't need any explicit uh, permanent residency or anything, just using a normal uh, Canadian or US or European passport. You can stay in this country up to 12 months. And after 12 months, you can just visit um, Armenia, for example, or Azerbaijan and come back uh, after one day and you can stay another 12, 12 months. So, so, so from this point of view, it's very uh, easy to stay in this country. For example, it's much more complicated uh, to stay one year uh, in Thailand because you have to buy like a expensive visa. So Georgia is good from this point of view. Also, uh, Georgia is the best if you want to open a bank account because you can open the bank account just uh, in a few minutes. In Georgia, I opened two bank accounts uh, just using my passport uh, in five minutes. Really, five minutes. Five wow. minutes, one bank account, and five minutes, another bank account. And they immediately opened me the bank account uh, with the like a USD bank account, Europe bank account, and LADI, which is like a local uh, Georgian currency. So from this point of view, uh, Georgia is a really good country for banking. And uh, what is also cool is that Georgia uh, still they has they 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 didn't sign CRS Common Reporting Standard, which means they do not share information about uh, the customers in banks to other countries. So you know that other countries they sign CRS Common Reporting Standard or they sign uh, uh, FATCA, for example, for the U.S. citizen or uh, U.S. residents, but Georgia did not sign it. Uh, so now you you can have like a really private bank account there, and you can be quite sure that this information is not reported to other countries. You think that this is uh, a, a hack. I'm wondering, do you think it'd be possible to set up, say, for example, like a meeting or like a Zoom meeting with with um, a banker in Georgia and and do it virtually, or is it something that you think you would have? Yeah. To okay. So so uh, we offer this possibility in Liberation Travel, like a completely remote opening uh, bank account in Georgia. Uh, using a power of attorney. So 
uh, legally it's possible, but the thing is that uh, because of the current political situation, um, I mean, people in Georgia, they're afraid of Russian invasion. For example, now 20% of Georgia is occupied by Russians. So this oh. is the current situation. Like, oh, right. 20 not not, not in an aggressive way, right? Just kind of because there's Russians that live there. They're, they're occupied for the last few years. But the thing is that situation, like a political situation, is quite bad. A lot of people in Georgia uh, just escaped I'm, or they're afraid another how does it invasion tendencies from from russia so 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 now we temporary until the end of this war in ukraine and potential in georgia we we stop offering this uh, opening the bank account remotely mm-hmm. but still you can visit this country uh personally and you can easily open in five minutes the bank account so yeah for sure it's quite wow. easy and, and so, and the thing, the, but I, I should also say that Georgia is planning to uh, sign the CRS uh, common reporting standard uh, by September of 2023. So, uh, so this privacy will have only until September 2023, and then it will be probably changed. But there are still countries like Armenia or Azerbaijan where you can uh, uh, where you can open the bank account and. And uh, they still did sign like a CRS, common deposit standard, which is cool. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I, I remember from, I think, the first interview that you and I did, which is, hey, you know, look, if pursuing a life of freedom in this way, the way that Pavel has laid out, if this is something that you desire, you kind of have to have a, a hacker's mindset and you need to be essentially like water, which is open to making changes every three, five, 10 years, because rules and regulations, whatever you want to call it, things do change over time. Nothing is ever completely set in stone. And it, it kind of hurts me a little bit to say it, but you know, freedom, freedom is not always set in stone. You have to go and pursue a lot of these and, and keep your information sharp. So um, I guess what I want to know is what, what are some opportunities from a global perspective that you're seeing right now um, that again, people maybe aren't aware of. Uh, we talked about healthcare, we talked about banking, places to live to help with taxation. Um, what are some other spots that like no one really knows about? Maybe even use me as an example, because I know we touched on everything you shared with me last time we spoke. What else? What am I missing out on, man? Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm talking about the public, uh, like a this, all, all of this is like public information at least right in and this, this is uh, ladies and gentlemen and this so, is where you got to reach out to pavel and have a one-on-one consultation if you really want to go deep <laughs> but yeah this, <laughs> this is public yeah uh, so um i think um you should be aware that probably the country where is the most easy to obtain residency permanent residency really fast for 10 years is paraguay so this is really cool uh, you, ha- you have many other countries with a territorial taxation, for example, like Panama, Costa Rica, uh, Uruguay. Uh, but in all these countries, uh, you have to make some investment. Usually, uh, investment means you have to invest, for example, $200,000 to uh, apartment or house or, or just to some deforestation project or something like that. Uh, but this is not the case of Paraguay. So in Paraguay, it's really cheap or, and really uh, easy 
to obtain the permanent residency. As well, in Georgia, it's very easy to uh, open the bank account. So just this combination is really good, like a private residency and uh, banking account, uh, bank, bank, bank account in, in, in Georgia. Very nice combo very uh, for most digital nomads or most people. Then you should be aware that life can be really good and really cheap in South American countries or uh, South Asia. Like Thailand, for example, uh, if you if you, for example, are in, interested in a really liberal country uh, where, for example, everything is legal. I mean, like drugs, uh, like weed, uh, homosexual marriages, uh, abortions. Everything is legal. Is for example Uruguay. So and also they have beaches, beautiful beaches. So <laughs> so Uruguay can be also like a nice place to stay. If you either like a really big liberal, for example, and it's also a territorial taxation country, so you don't need, you don't need to pay taxes from a foreign income. So Uruguay is my another favorite country, but it's it's more expensive, maybe it has more expensive than Paraguay, for example. Right. That's so. And yeah, and, so, and I apologize for, for chuckling there. <laughs> when you said beaches um, with your accent, I thought you were we're saying a different word yeah <laughs> okay 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 yeah yeah i would like to add that uh prostitution is, is also legal in Uruguay. <laughs> everything is legal so yeah <laughs> um that's 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 hilarious i'm trying to remember now what, <laughs> what my next question was as i, I told everything is legal I, I really meant that everything is legal there so there you yeah. go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to the Liberland show. We're we're breaking into to new territories of conversation here today. Um, Pavel, I guess uh, from from the hmm, where <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Are there any countries in in Africa that people are unaware of as far as opportunity and freedom? Because I do feel like Africa is a continent that gets overlooked a very good question so maybe you know that a few days ago uh central africa like a country which is called central africa they legalized bitcoin so uh it's a legal country uh, the country is called central africa central africa there's like a country which is called central, i think it's central africa is the name of the country though. okay yeah i think so probably uh so they like bitcoin as a legal tender it's okay it's not in, in, in Africa, you don't have many democratic countries, maybe like South Africa or South Africa, but most countries are not very democratic. But still, for example, uh, this is like what can be interesting uh, is that uh, Central Africa, the country Central Africa, uh, recently legalized uh, Bitcoin as a legal tender. So basically, you should be able to pay everything in crypto. In this country, uh, so it, it's second country after El Salvador. So this is really uh, interesting, Pavel. I'm just looking at it now. So Central Africa is almost like a group of provinces or states or or regions. It consists of Angola, Cameroon, Central African Republic. Maybe that's actually what you're talking about, uh, Chad. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell you exactly. It's called uh, Central Africa. Central Wait Africa. a moment. I can okay, so exactly. It's it's called uh, Central African Central African Republic. Wow, that is C A R, Central African Republic. 
yeah, the name of the country. Now. I just realized I can actually probably share my screen here with the viewers. So, uh, so they officially, like, a, really recently, they uh, uh, they accepted or uh, legalized uh, Bitcoin as a legal tender. Tender. So that's that's great. Yeah, uh, I think and, if you look at it geographically, it's right in the middle of the continent, and if accepting bitcoin as legal tender is any any sign of prosperity you know geographically it seems to be placed pretty well i don't know if, oh sorry I, I didn't know if you're looking at my screen right now <laughs> this is just for our for our listeners and viewers if you if you're able to i know your connection's a little choppy right now um but no to back back to you pavel you were saying they recognized it and and what are your thoughts on that uh about can you repeat the question so um you mentioned that they they recently sounds kind of weird to say but legalized bitcoin or they began recognizing it as as legal tender so what from That's that can we capitalize on uh so especially if you're like a crypto person um you can come to this country and spend your crypto which is still not uh, because everybody should accept crypto which is uh, not possible in the most other countries. So this this can be like a potential opportunity for crypto people. And um, yeah, I, I was just thinking, I visited like many African countries, but the thing is that most African countries are really developing and um, probably, yeah, you can also, you can, you can, you can also only use that they're like really cheap but also like infrastructure is developing. So I'm not sure if I can recommend like any African country. I visited like Ethiopia, I was in Kenya. Uh, you know, one place that, um, that Doug Casey actually recommended, and this was a few years back, but are you familiar with the country Namibia? Yeah, of course. Namibia was like a German colony. Right. And it's, and it, and Namibia is quite developed by the way. It's a quite developed country and quite comfortable to live. Uh, yeah, Namibia. And I've never visited this country, but I, 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 I know this country. So maybe Namibia, but I don't have any personal, you ever, I don't have personal. Okay, so when you decide you're going to do your first trip there, let me know. And we'll, we'll call it a, yeah. a business trip because I, I want to check it out. I've, I've heard, you know, as you mentioned, it's developed and there could be some cool opportunities there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe, maybe. Uh, I also know, like the uh, uh, the capital of South Africa is, uh, which is like a developed city, is a, a popular destination for digital nomads. One of the very popular destinations. Uh, is it Joburg? Joburg, Johannesburg. Uh, I think it's a it's a Cape Cap. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to spell it correctly in English. Wait a, wait a moment. I'm, I'm probably uh, getting it wrong. I thought that would be the capital of South Africa. Of, so Africa, yeah. So it's called Cape Town, yeah. Cape, oh, Town. Cape Town. Okay. Yeah. So Cape Town is a popular, uh, popular digital nomad destination, at, at least according to digi uh, digital nomad list. So probably this is like a place where uh, which is most popular by digital nomads in Africa. Cape Town, got it. Super exciting. So I'm taking notes here on uh you know personal travels and other things i'm probably going to follow up with you on as as usual what what are some other 
are there any other countries that you're looking forward to visiting that you haven't been to yet or places that you've heard good things about that um again you just haven't had an opportunity to look into yet yeah uh there are many countries i would like to visit i visited i think almost all countries in uh, latin america and like america so now i'm in the process of exploring asia so i would like to visit many countries in asia especially like the philippines uh myanmar laos vietnam and all these countries uh, and just just to find out how these countries can be attractive for uh, digital nomads or global opportunities how we can what what interesting uh, we can do in these countries and how can we and can we use these countries for uh, yeah that's that's my plan just to analyze these countries yeah yeah so i really like i really like my my, my job because i'm just traveling and revealing opportunities uh, for all other people, my friends or our customers. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for all the, the hard work and service and time you put into, again, educate us here on the Liberland show. And I'm sure, you know, that amount of people that you, you're going to be able to impact and change their lives, it's only going to continue to snowball. So um, again, is the best way for anyone tuned in right now to follow up and get in touch with you through Twitter? Yeah, Twitter is like a tool where many people can reach me. Yeah. Okay, great. So you guys, uh, Pavel on Twitter is Wilder K O. That's W I L D E R K O. Make sure you go and give him a follow right now. Link to that is in the description. And Pavel, um, you know, this is the Lieberland show. I just realized we didn't talk a whole lot about Lieberland today, but I, I also think that's completely fine. Just the nature of the conversation. So. On the note of Liberland, I guess we'll ask you one question here. What would you like to see from a visionary perspective? If you could manifest one thing for Liberland over the next couple of years, what would you like to see the most? Yeah, like, like definitely recognition of Liberland by, by other countries probably. So it would be great if Liberland can be recognized by all countries and if if Liberland uh, like can work as a as a city state like like any other city state like uh, Liechtenstein, Andorra, Monaco, you know all these all these city states uh, developed countries. So so I really wish that Liberland sometimes in the future uh, will achieve uh, this position basically of the state. Absolutely. And I, you know, I'm confident we will uh, endure long enough to get noticed. And we've recently endured seven years of building and growing this country, this nation, and uh, the, the excitement, energy, and the people involved. And as you mentioned, the recognition also only continues to snowball. So I'm really looking forward to when that, when that day comes as well, Pavel. So I know you're busy. I know you're on the road. You're getting ready to go speak. And uh, I think you mentioned, what's, where, are you, where are you heading right now? I'm heading to Slovakia. I'm in, still in Czech Republic. I'm heading to Slovakia for the uh, Montpellier Society Conference. Um, yeah, I'm, little, I'm really looking forward because the, one of the many crucial uh, libertarians uh, from Czech Republic and Slovakia will be there. So I'm really in, looking forward to this event. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing I've always definitely admired about um, the Czech Republic. It seems as though 
the libertarian spirit of freedom is is very strong there. So it, it makes sense that that that's uh, kind of the realm you're heading right now. So make sure you go ahead and get on stage and rock it for us, just like you rocked the stage here today on the Lieberland Show. And Pavel, most importantly, man, thank you for taking the time and investing it with us here today. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you a lot for for invitation. I'm sending greets to all people. Thank you. You got it. You got it. All right, guys. So one more reminder, the link is in the description. If you're not able to tap it right now, you can just go over to Twitter and look up Wilder K.O. That's W-I-L-D-E-R-K-O. That's Pavel's Twitter. Go give him a follow and let him know you enjoyed today's conversation. Excuse me. All right. And that's it. Episode 80 of the Lieberland Show is now in the books. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell, and we will catch you in the next episode.